Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, what's happening? Uh, I spilled some beer. Wells, yeah, what's happening? Oh, you know, I'm just rubbing my eyes and making sure I'm not seeing things. We have a guest. Jesus. Who are you? Jesus. Jesus is it's here. Mark. Jesus is here. I th- I'm back. I thought we were done with this guy, and he kept coming, keeps coming back for Wells for Wish. Oh, he can't there. get rid of me. Dude, so I was thinking about it. This is the first time you've... Granted, we did the anniversary show, but this is the first time you've been on the mic since 2018. That's right. And I was gone in the Dominican. Yep. Yeah, because we did the show. It was the anniversary show. I think it was remote. But when was that? Like, when yeah. was that? When, that Last was a few year? months Last ago. Year. Last year? Okay. Oh, it was longer ago than that. No, was it? No. Was, it was Chris pro- was still here. No, that was all on Discord, dude. Oh, right. That one. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm, my head was still in. Um, do, do, do. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, so what's been happening since the last time we recorded? Yeah. Man, uh, well, you know, we're kind of like pseudo finally out of the pandemic, which is kind of nice. Travel's a lot easier, but uh, I'm back for uh, for Wills for Wishes. The first time yes. we've been able to do it in two years. Well, we, we did it online, but we didn't do the, the yeah, actual, actual like, in-person event bottle share. So when is show. that, by the way? Wills for Wishes is this Sunday. Will this be out before yep. Sunday? Yep. Oh, beautiful. This Just Sunday, May 15th at the... New, new, new-ish, new Resident Culture South End. I don't know how yeah. new. I'm pretty sure it's like this year. A couple right? months. Yeah. Oh, nice, awesome. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't remember, Wales for Wishes is like the annual bottle share we do. Buy a ticket, gets you entry. We give you some raffle tickets, and then we have like a massive bottle share. Um, all the money benefits make a wish. It's pretty great, and we didn't have it the past two years because of the pandemic, unfortunately. But before then, I think it was for two years we did it at Resident Culture. Yep. Um, at the old Pleasant Midwood location. And they opened up the new spot in South End, and they offered us to, to do the event space right there, which I'm pretty... Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the downstairs, but that's where we're going to be. Okay, cool. Um, I yeah, know it exists, but I haven't seen it either. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be fantastic. I saw some pictures, but we're really pumped for it. So if you're around the Charlotte area on Sunday, come on by. Get your ticket. Yeah, get Mark um, a hug have, or kick, kick Jeff in the nuts. Uh, yeah. Wells and I, unfortunately, both won't be there this year. Yeah, we'll be in the Midwest. Yeah. Separately, but, you Separately. know. Oddly enough, he'll be in... Indiana, I'll be in Kansas. I'll be in Indiana for, I mean, usually it's, you're the resident Indiana goer. Correct. I've never, ever been. You're, I've never set foot. In, in knowing Liz and get, having a general idea of where y'all going, you'll be like, and I'm good when you get back. Mm-hmm. Like, that was fine. I was glad to have gone, but I'm good. But I'm good. Uh, Jeff, you been up to anything? Oh, um, things I should have been thinking about on the right end. Uh, not not especially. Um I've got another uh, right way to heaven zealot that I've created. So there's that nice. monster. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the, the neighbors came over and uh, we were getting to know him a little bit. They had just moved in and pulled one of those out and we're having dessert. I'm like, try this together. And he's like, Oh gosh. Day or so goes by and he's like, Okay, I need some. How do I get some? How do I'm I like, do? Well, well, let me talk. Let me start working on my uh, network here real it, quick. It requires a mule. It, it does. It, I, I need both a proxy and a mule to pull this off, but I, I think I've got it all unlocked. So, Or just a set of knee pads. I mean, like this is how bad it is. I've got two, two four packs in my cellar and then probably like five cans in my fridge. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to get me to the end of the year. Five cans in your fridge, you say? Yes. Planning any trips anytime soon? And what's your alarm situation? It's a, I have a camera. 
pointed directly at my beer fridge. Oh, I know, but because I, have I mean, it's going to be me taking it. You don't need a camera. <laughs> you just need to know, like, oh, they're gone. We'll shoot. Uh, so for the first time in a month, maybe a little bit more, Wells drug me out of the house again. Good for you. I know. Yay. I was I was surprised that I was willing to go. Uh, went to Triple C, hung out there for a while. Uh, there was some yoga event at Lenny Boy that we noped yep. out of as fast as I could possibly do it. You aren't yep. one of those creepers at OMB that just sits there with like very quietly holds their phone. No, it was it. absolutely just packed. Yeah, oh. <laughs> like I took one look at the number of people there, and I'm like, ah, no, no, yeah, no, like no, even no, trying no, to no, find no. a parking spot would have been. No, I'm, I was nope. trying to this find is a trash, Mark. Yeah, I brought a bunch of really shitty beer. Yeah, you did. What's God? Uh, and then we went back to Gilda. Kind of hard to go wrong over there, I'm yeah. finding. Uh, Mark, it's the newest German brewery in town. And yes, it is that Gilda from Hanover, Germany. Wow. They opened their first U.S. brewery tap room here in wow. Charlotte. That is a... That's like... It's kind of interesting. I mean, because like, I think Charlotte's a... Like, it, I actually... I get why a brewery would want to open up in Charlotte. Um, it's just like a... I'm kind of wondering why... Like, from like if there was like another reason like a German brewery wanted to open up here, like is there like a demographic in the in in Charlotte? I mean, we have O and B and and stuff and right. the other ones. But the B like plant that's like an hour away does get a lot of German people traveling oh, from okay. yeah, yeah. Spartanburg to Charlotte. You'd be surprised. Yeah. But but even then, like that's that's about the limit of it, right? It's not. I mean, this is more of a I think a Greek settlement than it is a, a German settlement, which is more what you'll find when you get to Indiana. Lots of German stuff there. Oh, fun. Yeah. I, I'm like consistently shocked every time I come back to to Charlotte, like how much the, like not just the city, but the beer scene has changed oh, yeah. in like very positive ways. And like, I think this has probably been the largest, the, the like the last time I was here, I was visiting like my brother and my sister-in-law down in like Waxhaw. I didn't get up to the city much, but this is the first time I've been spending time in more like the downtown Charlotte area. And the number of bottle shops, bars, like tap rooms, breweries themselves have opened up. It's like mind-boggling. Um, we were mentioning before I went to Hopfly. I didn't know Unknown had shut down. And I was like looking on the map. I'm like, oh, it's right near Unknown. And then I got there and it was Unknown. <laughs> um, but even uh, even some of the other, uh, there, there's a couple of other like new ones. The new, Like I said, the new RC location. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like, I still haven't even tried. I think there's like two or three brewers I still haven't even been able to, to get If it to. makes you feel any better, when you were still here, we were all kind of in that like, oh, there's some place new. Let's all go. We, we would all meet up and it was all a thing. And now it's like, Someplace new opened up, and Wells is like, "We should go to Hopfly." And I'm like, "Cool." Yeah. Um, that's currently number twenty-eight. I got <laughs> yeah. twenty-seven ahead of that one that I haven't been to yet. Yeah. And I got into this conversation with somebody else talking about because they were asking me about like Asheville because I'm going to be in Asheville for a wedding in, in a few months, and um, and then they were they were asking about like the San Francisco beer scene. And the cool thing about like Charlotte is the the like the level of like permeation of the culture you can still see like throughout the city yeah. and. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's a pretty like the the number of breweries I've seen popping up, even like outside of Charlotte, like down, again down in like South Charlotte and like outside. Concord, that's how you, that's how you and, know that yeah. you're really because these are like now towns that there's enough demand that they can say we need a brewery like in this town for us to be able to go to. And yep, I think that's a really another really like kind of bullish indicator on a on a city where even your burbs are getting like dedicated right. breweries that are doing right. really well, making good beer that people are traveling to. It's, I don't know, all signs are pointing in the right direction. I'm sure it's overwhelming to be here, all the options <laughs> it, and stuff. It, it can be sometimes. Yeah. It flat well, out can I, be. You know, and, and unfortunately, the, the good and the bad of that is a lot of times I'll kind of sit back and wait and see what Wells says. When he gets excited about something, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll 
move that one up yeah. the list a little bit. That's what I got you guys for. I can just come here and be like, where should I go? And you guys yeah. just tell well, me. And, how and I was going to say, sadly, like, well, this is kind of my barometer, too, of if he says, I'm going to take you somewhere, then I know that it's probably worth going. Or, or, it's, or it's complete trash. Yeah. Or it's complete trash. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to have one of those <laughs> and, and days. And he's trolling me. One of the we're, we're going to have one of those days. He's trolling me. You know, he's trolling well, me. Well, speaking of new brewery openings, I did go to uh, check out the new Legion spot, the fourth location. Where is, the, is that their new production one they were talking about? Yeah, it's about the new year? production facility in the Freemore West area, so over just maybe a quarter mile past town brewing. Okay. Um, it's going to be a long time until I go back. A long time. Yeah. It was, it was trash. Okay. I mean, they've, they've Just got, not ready? Not ready to be open? Uh, come on, this is your fourth location. Um, you need to have like some things down pat. There's no flow. And I really hate to criticize places for service. New places open for service issues. But again, fourth location, yeah. you should know what you're doing by now. For sure. Um, yeah, three of us had a bad time. That's no good. Yeah, big, <laughs> big no good. So I actually did see another can of theirs out in the wild. Was it the Penguin Pilsner? No. Oh, really? I don't know what it was. Now that I, I can't. I didn't. I, didn't ah, I shouldn't have commit to memory. But you know, we were talking the last show, Mark. That you know, their legions opened their fourth location. I'm like, based on what? A hazy IPA. That's what they've. Did, did you did you see Jay? If I remember yeah. correctly, yep. yeah. Which you know is fine, but it's not anything I'm buying. Well, it, and kind of what Jeff was saying, and he was right, is going to most canned bottle shops around town, you don't see anything but Juicy J and tap handles. It, yeah. About oh, the same. But, but I don't see any Juicy J at any place that I go to. Yeah. Like, that's where, where yeah. grocery stores are for. Right. Like, my bottle shops don't carry Juicy J. Yeah. Or Legion, for that matter. I don't know about you guys, but, like, when I, I'm, I'm up in, um, for those who don't know, like, I'm, I was, was in San Francisco. I live up in, in Tahoe City, which is basically in the north part of Lake Tahoe. And there's not too many breweries, like, in that area that are that you can, like, kind of visit. So you rely on your local bottle shops. And, I got to this point where there was just so many like, like just like rotating like IPAs, hazy things from the same bre- good breweries, but like price points were extremely high, like yep. fifteen twenty dollars for a four pack. And uh-huh. I found like the there's this like weird anomaly where I find the more options I have, almost like the less likely I am to yeah. try and and try something new, and yep. I just start to revert back to like the fridge beers, yep. and like I just find myself now, and it's this is like going to be one of those like oh good for you, but like. Yeah. Pliny the Elder has literally become like a fridge beer because oh, yeah. if people don't know, like Russian River like uh, sets the price. Like stores can't sell the bottles for more than like six ninety nine or whatever. Oh Perfect. no shit! So I didn't six, know that. every place you go is six ninety nine for like a Pliny with and then there's like the tax on it. Instead of five hundred milliliter bottle, a lot of places are selling their cans for six to seven, even sometimes eight nine dollars yep. a can. Oh yeah. And I'm like, so I would much rather just go buy four Plinies and yep. have those versus like take a risk on a four pack from like a local brewery that's charging me seven, eight dollars for a can. So Absolutely. I know like like more choice is nice. It's good. But I just find myself waiting for somebody else to recommend something or just simply like turning it off and just buying what I know I like. I yep. mean, honestly, and I, and I see just in my conversations with Josh, both he and I are kind of in that same place where we're not really gambling with beer as much as we used to. Occasionally nope. it'll happen. Yep. You'll be somewhere. And it's like, well, that looks like it might be fun. And that's got a hop that I like and this and, or, you know, a divine barrel has stuff. I'm going to buy some of that, whatever. But like, I, I was in common market a little bit ago and like, I just, it, I was getting overwhelmed and common market doesn't have a, a huge, huge selection. Ooh, you know, like all. the heaven forbid you go into like a total wine and get completely shut down. But I mean, like 
my fridge beer right now is Imperial Hop Drop. Yeah, yeah. Of course, some of that's because I got a good deal on it. But I mean, you know, it's, it's more reason for breweries like, and I'm sure a lot of people who work at breweries know this, but developing a really strong like following into your tap room, I think is more important now than ever because when I'm going to take a risk on a beer, it's for one of two, one of three reasons. Somebody that I know recommended it and they said it's really good or it's a specific beer that I've really, really wanted to try. Like I love peppered stouts. So it's like, if I see one, I'll just try it because of that style. Right. But I'm usually, if I'm going to roll the dice, it's going to be from a brewery. I know you yep. just mentioned like divine barrel. So it's like, okay, yep. divine barrel is something new. Notably something new Birdsong did like OMB does. I'll try those. Cause I know them. Right. But like, if it's a brewery I've never heard of, I'm not just going to buy your beer off the right. shelf because I'm going to try it. I'm not going to roll that, those dice anymore because there's yeah. just too I many like, options. But I also yep. feel like that's what we end up doing with show beer a lot of times. It's like, it is. Here's something this I bought. Ca- that's like, there's like a pot. You're, like you're yeah. trying new stuff like on yeah. for like a reason yeah. versus like going and buying. Versus what I want to drink. Because who wants to like have a beer, like go home and be like, oh, like, I'm, like have a beer after work, whatever. And then you have it and the beer just like fucking sucks. And yep. you're like, God damn it. Like, and then <laughs> the wife's drink- like, are you drinking a second beer? And I'm like, no, I dumped the first one. It was that bad. I just drank four beers, had a sip and then dumped out the rest of each one yeah, yeah. it's just uh it, it it definitely there's there's something there we often used to talk about you know this is the market that we deserve this is the market that we earned mm-hmm. and everybody was so check-in happy that it turned into well i'm going to change one little thing in this recipe and rebrand it as a completely different beer well this one has azaka and mosaic and this another one has mosaic and azaka oh yeah but there are different percentages as well so <laughs> but yes One's a 49 to 51. The other one's 51 to 49. So it's a huge, huge, huge difference. You know, it just, it's so tricky to get behind that. But like for me, you know, to your point, Mark, I will follow Divine Barrel on Twitter and they'll start talking about their new beers. And I'm like, okay, that one looks good. That one looks good. Yeah. Like I trust, I trust what they do. Mm -hmm. I kind of know the stuff of theirs that I might avoid, Mm -hmm. might not avoid. And then an hour later, I get this text from Wells holy crap, you guys, I'm going to go broke on this particular beer. And I'm like, aha, yes, good, because that was the one that I wanted to get. <laughs> I mean, Apple Brandy Barreled Imperial Stout, two of my favorite things. Dude, apple Brandy, you can't go wrong with Apple Brandy Barrels. Mm, nope. Uh, you can go wrong, though, if you try to do a weird cease and desist. Oh, well, nice, nice segue. Like, good segue. Good segue. Thank you. Is Very it really? Flawless. Yeah. Wells, <laughs> Wells, what's going on? Uh, So... Sazerac, not just a cocktail, not just an alcohol, but also one of the largest alcohol conglomerates in the world. They make some kind of really shitty rum, don't they? They make a whole bunch of things. Apparently, they make a lot of really shitty lots of things. (laughs) They probably have some good stuff. So Sazerac has this uh, uh, coffee uh, espresso shot, an alcohol espresso, espresso shot called Grind. And they have a trademark on this. We've been talking about trademark law a whole bunch. Well, uh, this brewery out of um, New York called Torch and Crown uh, posted, you know, they received a cease and desist letter from Sazerac from a beer they made called Grind. And Seems legit. Sure, up until you read the trademark filing. And then it turns out Sazerac has a trademark on Grind in all beverage applications except for beer. Oops. How would you miss that? How would you miss that? I don't know. So, you know, this little brewery, Torch and Crown, um, just did a one-off beer, but now they're like, you know what? Screw you. And if you you just want to read some salt, like this is like, this is, this is glorious. It's a, 
How could you possibly confuse our beer that we did one time with this god awful abomination and affront the, to your? The taste evidence buds? is so bad. Like it's it's they. If, if you read the article, it, it, they go into like not only. Not only is like does their trademark exclude beer, which this is. Yeah. Um, one of them's an aluminum can. The other one's like like a seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle. Yep. Um, in New York, where they're where they are, you can't even sell beer and liquor in the same places. Right. Um, there's like all of these like other things that he goes deeper and deeper into. And when I got to the end of this, immediately reminded me of like some of the other times we've discussed trademark law, which goes back to you have to defend your trademarks or else you lose them. Yep. And this to me seems like they just needed to do something. And they knew it wouldn't matter, so they just sent it so they could say yeah. they checked a box. Or this was part of some like blanket thing that they were just going to send it out to a bunch of places. I don't know. It seems almost like too egregiously stupid yeah. to have been like truly by mistake that they yeah. must have known they were doing it for some reason. I kind of got that same vibe of more like in the gaming world, Nintendo is notorious for doing this. Mm-hmm. They will just throw out blanket cease and desist letters for... Anything that has certain terminology in it, because they are very litigious. And so I'm wondering if that is the case of, of this, where they were kind of doing the same thing of checking the box, saying, hey, we're wide netting this. We know some of it is has zero bearing on what you do. Sure. But they can't admit to that. Right. Exactly. So, you know, wide netting, it's one thing, but you should be able to, like, cast <laughs> that wide net in a spreadsheet and then go through and kind of look before you do that mail merge. Yeah, I kind of feel like there might have been a PA here, not a yeah, a PA. Sure. Yeah. Uh or a PL technically that uh didn't quite do their homework Whoops. completely. And you know, of course but, the trademark lawyer's not going to sit there and sit through it, so they're just going to sign off on it and say, "Yep." Yeah, it's um Again, if you if you if you want to see somebody get kind of uh, personally offended at the attack and then decide to drag the company that sent a cease and desist, it is a fun read. Uh, you know, it, it is very snarky and sarcastic and biting. But you know, I, w- I wouldn't but expect that's anything. What else. I'm here for. Yeah, it was well written. Thought it was very well written. So the uh, World Beer Cup is back. Yeah. First time was it? Oh, it was gone. I guess because like, of the pandemic. COVID. Yep. Remember COVID? Yeah, but they. Okay. I, I guess they couldn't. They couldn't like. I just. I feel like they could do the world. Like they could do the judging. But so it's every other year. Uh, okay. So they weren't going to be doing a judging oh, any sort okay. of in person event in twenty twenty. How how hip I am. Uh, not very. It's just like well, first of all, like whenever when you guys sent this out, I was like, oh, interesting. Look through it, and there's like a, a number of names that like kept popping up. That, you know, Pizza Port popped up that I get a lot of, and well, of there's course. some good stuff. But then like the first thing I, I remember thinking of when I you guys know like I'm not like big into like ratings and stuff like that, and I do yeah. there is value in like JBF and World Beer Cup. It's great, like brewery, whatever, whatever. I, I understand the value, but I don't like put a lot of stock in this. And the first thing I thought of was what percentage of like craft breweries in the U.S. actually submit beer to these things because i've yep. always wondered that like is it the same breweries every year so many is it just just like newer breweries is it like the big conglomerates because i it's like it's really hard it's hard enough to do this judging but then it's yeah. like, like what the, like 50 percent of breweries submit because right. then it's almost like uh, and i would really always the best wonder, ipa like, i wouldn't I even say 50 percent. no i'm because i'm my th- so like the reason i ask because like i have no evidence of this i didn't look it up but i'm thinking like there's got to be something like maybe a third of breweries might do this, right? Like maybe because it's expensive and time consuming to like get your beer and package it and ship it and fill out the forms and submit all of it. Like, yep. There's oh, yeah. a lot of work involved in this. And I can't imagine like some massive number of breweries are doing this. It's a lot easier to just post your IP theft beer on Instagram <laughs> 
you know, and get that notoriety. Yeah, get you know, get that publicity that way than it is to you know actually get. I mean, I think if you're making an IPA and it's a decent IPA, submitting it here because when that hits, you know, that's what people want. Yeah, but I mean, I think we can all remember when Hop Drop won gold and. That was wild. How impossible it was to find that beer for months yeah. and yeah. months. And how that essentially transformed Noda from, you know, like a small area brewery to having like world renown. Yeah. I mean, that beer like made them. Yeah. And I would kind of yeah. say broke them in a way. Yeah. It, it kind of did both, actually. You're right. It made them and it did kind of break them a little bit. It also reminds me, and whenever I do this, is how many. Not in a bad way, just how many beer styles there are. I'm like yeah. scrolling through. I'm just like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. There's so many beer styles and so many styles like they're just like weirdly like underrepresented. You know what I mean? That you just like never really yep. see. American style cream ale, cool. American style beer. brown ale. I mean, I mean, this is all alphabetical order. And I was trying to find what well, I had found, and now I can't find it again. A list of all the. North Carolina, Charlotte area breweries that took stuff. I know Devil's Logic took something other than that. I can't really remember. Shame yeah, on me. They, yeah, because for whatever reason, they've got all this information, but they don't have like the city that they came from. Oh, I know. It's it's country, and that's it. Because World Beer Festival, but not like state. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good for them. Yeah. That way I know if I really want to get that uh, gold medal beer that's the American Belgo-style ale... You know, I just know that I, I just need to go to USA. Yeah, that really helps. I'll, I'm sure I'll find it. it. Just go to USA. <laughs> USA, yeah. So there, you know, there's a little bit of controversy coming out of this year's World Beer Cup. And namely, it was how the Belgian-style wit beer was judged in that no gold or silver medals were awarded. And in fact, a bronze was awarded to... Allagash White, which um, if like, are you serious? You're going to give Allagash White a bronze and no nothing above that? Because when I think of like wit beer, my mind immediately goes to Allagash White and nowhere else. So the fact yep. that this is like bronze absolutely baffles me. Like, and how can you compete? I mean, there were 102 entries in this category, and you're telling me that like there's no gold medal worthy beer yeah. in that and the amount of like entry fees that people had to pay. Cause you have to pay like yeah. a, an amount, like a, a fee per beer entered. So 102 entries and it was like thousands of dollars just absolutely just got flushed down the drain because nothing's good enough for gold or silver. Yeah. But what if but, it's not, but this is, so this is like, but how can you, do that. So for people who like don't know, because I read this article and I was kind of surprised. So I was under the impression that gold, silver, bronze is effectively first, second, third place, right? And the in reading this, the the the, the guy like goes into like some in depth discussion about how this judging is done. And I have some notes on this, and one of the things he says is there are other competitions, some of them respected, where there are multiple medal winners in the same category. Um, so effectively, it's just kind of saying like. These can be construed as like pay to play, basically, right? Like if you pay enough money, you enter enough beers, they can give away a bunch of like different medals and it's like a way to build up your brand or whatever. There's basically a number of ways you can do judging. And one of them is truly one, two, and three. They can give different stuff away. The way that their gold, silver, bronzes is like 
gold means that you've done like this beer is to style like almost perfectly exceptionally silver means it's pretty much like this way the style is supposed to be and bronze is like it's Alec kind Ash of that White. but it's not that great and the reason that they said they, now in the article they said it's kind of weird that bronze was given to Allagash, but then the, the guy also said look like it's based on judges' palates. Maybe the beer was a little bit off due to transportation. Maybe there was something wrong with it. Like, you never really know. But it was yeah. just interesting because we talk all the time about, like, what the hell does a five-star rating mean? What does it mean to be rated this and that? And this went into, like, great detail. And it turns out it's not about first, second, third. It's about whether you meet the criteria. And that's why they said sometimes if a beer doesn't meet the criteria, it's not they're not going to award a gold for it. They'll just award a silver and a bronze. And the reason that it was a, a little eyebrow-raising was because what Jonathan mentioned, the idea is like if 102 breweries submit stuff, you would expect at least one, of one them. or two of them to like meet that criteria. And effectively what they're saying is, yeah, like none of them really met the criteria exactly, which is why they said there's like controversy. So it's interesting. The controversy wasn't that there wasn't a first or second or that wasn't like the, the, the Algash got third. It's because of however many breweries that there were. It's a pretty fascinating read. And eyebrow raising slightly frustrating yeah. but whatever i'm just gonna go out and buy a four pack of allagash white next time i see it and just be like whatever yeah so the, the one I mean, the, the arguably one... it's still the best wit beer at world beer cup oh yeah so and the the, the, the last comment i'll make on that yeah, was yeah, like the guy the, the guy said um his quote was like what the hell is the point then and then he said despite what uh despite what brewers understandably believe it's not to hand out medals that's some of it but the main point of these competitions is to improve brewing overall, like motorsports are supposed to do for cars. So his argument is that like this handing out medals is supposed to be making sure that we're pushing this craft of craft beer in the right direction and forward and like making good beer to style and whatever, not to just like be a pay to play where you submit a bunch of beer, you get a bunch of medals and you need to go parading around on social media saying, look, we won gold, we won gold, we won gold. But also that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah, they can say, like from the judge's standpoint, they can say that all day long and they can... Say it till they're blue in the face. I don't buy it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I mean, think I think I think there's a, like I I'll like disagree in the sense that like I think the way that they do the judging actually adheres to what they're trying to do. But I think what the outcome of it, breweries getting their medals, like they know what they you know what we just talked about. Noda winning gold at GABF. You know what happens when you win gold in a in a popular category. Yeah, your sales skyrocket. Yeah. Yep. Your your like your popularity goes up. So like you can't blame you. I understand what they're doing, but you can't blame brewers. For now, being like kind of like what the hell, right? You can't, but because like, right. like yes, that's what you said. We get it. We're trying to push the craft, but let's be real. Like people are doing this that's because they want to show off the medals. We're, we're not here to say, ah, oh, yes, my beer was really good, and it just needs one more tweak, and I could probably be the best. People want to win that gold medal yeah. because of all of the things that come along with they it. They want to show how much bigger their penis is yeah. than the other brewery. Exactly. Here's my question: So, in two years, do you think Allagash? Does even this bothers? Like, even bothers with this? Probably I don't. Know I think they I will because Allagash has the resources to do it, and they probably rely on this for their PR. But I yep. can easily see a lot of those other breweries of those other hundred and two that probably focused on this. And you know, there's probably some brewer out there that's just like, oh man, I, we're probably going to win. Like I fucking crushed it this year. That beer is awesome, and they're going to be like, fuck it. Like yep. we submitted, we did all this work. We're like, they're not even going to. Like, they're not even. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to tell me my beer is like so bad that it doesn't even meet expectations. Like it's that whole thing where they're not going to appreciate me. I'm not coming back. Why bother? Take my ball and go home. That's right. Take my uh, and I say that every time we record. Damn straight. Yet here I am. Hi. Yeah, you always show up. Oh. I keep trying, but. 
Not All right. So, Treehouse, they are expanding again. Uh, again. And this isn't like, oh, we're opening like any other location. They were taking over a dang country club just north As of Boston. Does. Oh, I know. But they're taking over a country club, which is Talk a, about a like win-win. Yeah, Minus so. one country club, plus one great brewery. Yeah. But they're talking about a beer hall over there. And this article didn't really have like, well, it's got some good pictures and stuff. But I mean, this is it's a stunning venue. It's a very popular place for weddings, everything. And this is all really interesting, considering how we spent probably the last three years talking about all these breweries that expanded into new footprints, new locations, and then had to withdraw. And yes, now it's like, oh, times. yeah, modern times. Well, it wasn't just that, but that was other stuff too. Yeah, of course. But like, you know, if, if you've got the resources to pull it off, man, more power to you. Yeah. And maybe some of it's that PE money. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I, it's interesting. Like I, I look at this and number one, it's, it's hard. It's hard to like judge it with Treehouse cause they're just so popular and so well, you know what I mean? Just they're, they're off the charts. Great. Um, but this is like, number one, I think it's great. Number two, this is like, everybody's seen this with their local breweries. Like, we've seen this in Charlotte over and over again. Wherever you're oh, listening, yeah. you probably know a bunch of breweries who started. And they try and, like, they've expanded their space. And there's usually some small expansion room. I'll give Wooden Robot as the example. I remember when they opened up, they had that little small area. Right. And they could expand a bit in their existing space. Yep. Noda had this when they opened up their very first location. They're like, we've got four tanks. And look at all this space. I remember Chad being like, look at all this space we have. We can add, like... Literally, like two years later, they're like, "We got to get a new location." So, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, like, so it's a sign of like growth and whatever. But the interesting thing is, it's not always about just production capacity because a lot of these breweries start to understand that, like, if you want to really make, like, if you want to double down and make more money, like, yes, the beer is important and production is important. But the third thing is food. So if you can get a space that has like food, even just rudimentary stuff, you have high yep. margins on that. And yep. then the event space. We're just talking about Wales for Wishes and resident culture, and like think about OMB and all these places that rent out that space that is really lucrative oh, and yeah. when it's not being used you can just use it yep so like all these places now you talk about like weddings right like look at russian river brewing when they open up the windsor location you can have a ton of cool shit going on there and so like they, it, it's almost like they're becoming these weird brewery hybrid event spaces right. where they can like do and i think it's i think it's great I mean, it is a huge risk, obviously, because if all of a sudden you don't have that demand anymore. But, um, but like just looking at these pictures, it's just like absolutely stunningly gorgeous. And you're like, I can see, I can see why somebody who doesn't even drink beer would be like, oh, I want my wedding to be there. Right. Right. And and it is one of those things too, where number one, it is a gamble, but number two, it is becoming more and more common because like you look at barrel arts, and I mean that place is fucking huge compared to what old heist is. Yeah. Right. I mean, barrel arts has two rentable spaces. Like they've yeah. got the upper event hall, they've got a rentable space in the back. Um, then you're looking at other heists. You could rent off like a third of it at a time, or the whole dang thing at once. Yep. Um, Triple C has their barrel room across the street yep. from them. Um, where Resident Culture is opening in South End, they've got a new event space in their in their lower level. I haven't even been down there yet. Like, it's it's a it's a way of diversifying your revenue streams. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense. And, and you know, I, like even coming from watching old OMB to new OMB, and yep. remembering the first couple of whales were, for wishes were yeah. at the new OMB, and yep. and then like you'd go back there and it would just be empty, or they'd start to not have an event, but the place was getting crowded. There yep. you go, yep. you've got Open all this extra up. space. Yep. 
yeah, it's it's it allows them to appeal to a broader audience and not just the beer fan. Although I expect to see some treehouse on Sunday. Oh yeah, there's quite gonna be, a bit of treehouse. There's gonna be a lot of treehouse. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm curious for you on the West Coast, like other than trading, is it even a thought out there? Dude, uh, yeah, I mean, like first of all, like, I don't do a lot of trading anymore, just because it's like there's I've yeah, got yeah. too much beer to begin with that I've got to drink through. Um, Are we having another party? Yeah, we can. <laughs> I'll Jesus. put you out again, uh, <laughs> man. But like. Um, I don't know, man. Like the, it's kind of it's kind of funny. It's like you're everybody's near like you're, we're right near you know, plenty of the elder and stuff like that. Right. Um, people still love to try and get their hands on Teddy Topper and Treehouse and stuff from like Lawson's, right? Like it is it is the ultimate. Like every everywhere you live, no it matter what, everybody wants to try the thing that they can't get. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. They just yeah. like you, just because I want to try a beer, just because I live in North Carolina and I want to try Pliny because I've never had it, doesn't mean that I don't appreciate my local beer. Right. That's what I do it. So, no matter where you live, there's always, the people who live in Belgium, like, right, you know, near, whatever, Cantillon, like, right. they're going to probably think, oh man, I really want to try that, like, sour from so-and-so. And yeah. you're like, what do you mean? Like, you're right here. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with it's you? Always, it's I mean, this Cantillon like is thing. great, but could I get, like, that kettle get sour? Good? Like, <laughs> I'm tired of drinking my table beer every night. Yeah, I right. want to change it up. Right. It's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting how we, we get into that world of like we want those whales right whales for wishes yeah. that's the whole like the whole gimmick right it's fun to go and like i'm looking at my cellar now and i'm like okay so i'll, I'll bring my dark lord because i always feel like i gotta bring if i've got a dark lord i'm bringing it because inevitably there's somebody who's never had it yeah and i'll walk around and be like has anybody never had dark lord before like just try it yeah whether you like it or not it doesn't matter like i brought it so that you can try it i yeah. don't it's but, the beauty of bottle shares bottle yeah. shares are, and it's also like people if you've been in enough bottle shares you start to realize like Half the time you bring a beer to share, what you're looking for is like that, that you don't even need to try it. You want that personal validation, somebody to be like, yeah. oh, fuck, Dark Lord. I've never had Dark Lord. And Jeff's like, yeah, I got some Dark Lord for yeah. here. And then you get to like feel good because you yeah, get to like, exactly. not, it's not a bad thing. You get to like be the person that gives that person that beer they wanted to try yeah. for forever. Yep. And it's a, it's a lot of fun, but it's like, it is funny because half the time now when I come back, I, I shipped in like two or three cases of Pliny just for the event, just to open up and have. So spoiler alert, if you're coming to the event, I like, uh, I did, I did, uh, there's no younger here. I didn't see any younger. No, no there, maybe there'll be some younger in the that bottle share. So. Who knows? That's a bullshit. But it's like, like <laughs> I don't even need to try it. I get that shit all the time because I'm super cool. We but like you on the dang podcast and you don't bring any, like uh, literally you're like, not, you're not worth it. Dude. On our bucket list, on all of our bucket list forever, we had to have Chris send us one. Yeah. Um, did he actually, was he actually able to get some? Yeah, yep. he him. got he got lucky and got when they did that um, whatever it was last that year. mixed like four beers. Oh in a pack. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last God like last year was kind of a, a mess. I think I got last year maybe like six bottles total. It was like such a mess online. Like you know you have the problem with we, bots yeah, and everything. Because we were all disappointed because we were planning on like. Whales for Wishes was going to be when I got to try Younger. Josh yeah. was excited. Yep. That was when he was going to get to try Younger. We don't talk to Wells anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's just like. It's like, oh, that died. And then Chris comes in out of nowhere and he's like, oh, I got you, fam. And like, big box shows yep, up. Yep. But there there it was will great. be some at, at Wales. Nice. Especially for the VIPs, right? Yeah, Damn sure. straight. Uh, maybe I'll bring some of my Revolution stuff. Do it. You're not going to be disappointed. Mm. All right. So, final story. Probably oh. my favorite story I think we've ever covered on this show because NFTs are still so hot and everybody's investing in them. So, no, they're not. And But, okay, go ahead. Lead in. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the 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 guy that nobody likes on this. I think this actually kind of cool. I'm not a big fan of Goose Island. I don't try, I try not to support AB InBev. Um, 
basically Goose Island is like releasing a bunch of like limited edition NFTs. And yes. now everybody, th there is a lot of confusion about what NFTs are. NFTs are not just fucking images, right? They're not just board apes, not just like, these things. Right. They're non-fungible tokens. They, they're basically just proof of digital ownership. Only one person can own it, blah, blah, blah. Right. What they're doing is they're effectively taking different parts of the Bourbon County brand stout history and they are basically packaging them and saying like, you are now like the owner of this thing. You're not owning a physical thing, but you're the digital owner. It is gimmicky in that sense, yep. but it is cool for super diehard fans, right? <sighs> Imagine that Noda releases an NFT version of their GABF gold medal. Somebody would buy that for a hundred bucks just oh, to yeah. say they own it because you're trying to show whatever. The thing that I do like about this is they are attaching real tangible benefits to it. To like, some of it. To some of it, yeah. Not all of it. But this is like a common thing where somebody will say, if you can prove ownership of this thing, you are now entitled to some real world whatever. And in this case, they've right. got like... Stickers beer. and a couple coasters. Well, in this case, they're doing barrel, some like rare... Barrel staves and tap handles. Yeah. And, and, like, and this is like, they've got some like actual beer in here and stuff. So it is kind of like, if you're a huge fan of Goose Island and you want to like own one of these things for the, the, the big swing and dick thing to be able to say that you own something, you can do that. And then it comes with some benefits to it as well. It's a really interesting unique form of it i don't think it's going to be earth shattering but it actually is kind of a cool application of like nfts it's not just somebody owning a picture of an ape that they're going to try and sell later on but at the end of the day this is gambling no i don't think it's gambling at all it's a because, receipt no 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 it's but, a receipt but it's, but it's somebody wants to like the, the idea is that somebody so, wants to own something like put it this way if i wanted to buy the gabf gold medal that no if they actually sold it to me i would buy it because i want it sure. not because i'm trying to flip it that's right. what people forget. The, you don't have I'm, to flip that's, something. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. This is uh, akin to the old old school uh, getting a, a box of baseball cards yep. or sports cards of your choice. Uh, these happen to be the ones that every pack has one special jersey card. The fancy card. And uh, the majority of the 2022 NFTs that will be part of this bundle are junk commons. But if you happen to collect eight separate ones, you get a ninth one, which gets you into that, that next tier, which means you're going to have to buy and sell, which means there's going to be a, a secondary market for all of these, which uh, they're, the Q&A on their actual site was uh, very interesting. They were like, hey, look, we don't care what happens in the secondary market. It's not us, right? And I get it. They're not going to make any money off of what happens in the secondary market. But there is one out of the 2022 one of these packs people go and they buy all these nfts 500 dollars a pop you have a one in 2022 chance of getting the gold metal whatever whatever it was called the 20 24 karat gold that gets you you know a 30 dollar prop day ticket and 130 dollars worth of prop uh a vip barrel display shelf and a one-on-one uh, -on -one tasting with the brewer pretty cool but you're gambling a $500 to see if you're going to win this thing. Yep. And there's potentially, you know, there's a limit. It's not in this article, but there's a limit. You're only allowed to purchase $10,000 worth per day. Oh, my God. For one individual user. Oh, that's, that's. Yeah, this is gambling. Oh, wait, this is wait, hold up. Straight no. up gambling. <clears throat> it gets better. <sighs> Vendors, employees, and uh, AB subsidiaries may be allowed to buy these at a discount that's in their terms 
Wow. That's, that's not surprising. That's kind of It's shitty, not, but. but like, you know, so so imagine you're you're that guy that lives in Chicago, and I'm thinking of, of Jason. He lives in Chicago and he loves to go to, you know, Bourbon County Day. And I, you know, like, will he gamble on this? Maybe. But like the thing is, like, you pop in five hundred dollars, you're really not gonna get anything unless you happen to get one of either the one out of two thousand twenty two golds or the one out uh, or the twenty-nine out of 2022 reserves, which includes everything else. But you're going to have to buy at least eight at $500 a pop. So in order to get the full set, to get the select, you're probably going to have to spend probably four grand. It's, it's that, like, that's the part that like, I, I get people are going to do that, but part of me wonders how much of this is more of just like a marketing kind of like... It 100% play. is. Yeah. It is I, for, for me and kind of where I am as an old man with the NFT market, I feel like... This is somebody who's trying to get in while there's still people slinging cash at it before it all washes away. I think so. I also think that like, again, this is not like the 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 blockchain like podcast. Um, but the I get really frustrated when I see what goes on in the NFT market because like people don't know like for a while I was involved in like the blockchain industry and like NFT is like a very useful thing in technology, like extremely oh, fucking yeah. useful that have nothing to do with speculation, speculative markets, right? Yep. Like it's that's exactly what this and, and that's what this, this, but like the, I like, I like the part about this I like is they're saying like effectively own a piece of history and it's like a, it, and it's like a, a digital thing. But if you're a big fan, like that's a cool thing. Sure. The part that I didn't read long enough into, which was like the gambling aspect, which is, I, I don't like that. Yep. Um, but this again, like, what if again? Like, what if one of one of your favorite local breweries is like, we're going to issue a hundred NFTs are all unique, and it goes into helping us build our new tap room, and as sure. part of that, like, whatever. Like, I can see that being like a fun thing to be a part of and own, yep. and like, it's just kind of like whatever. But when you start to introduce like the secondary when, market, and then these things, and then that thing, Pokemon kinda, trading cards, when get the fuck out, gold when Charizard, you, whatever. When, when <laughs> you have, when you have to have all eight to unlock the select tier and get. You know, basically a tap handle. I mean, four thousand dollars for a Goose Island tap handle side by some guy. I'll pass. Yeah, I can just no buy. Steal one of those. Yeah, I just for cheaper than that. I was still shocked. Like, like just like the slight diversion away from like, about Goose Island's beer. I remember when Goose Island beer was like a big deal, especially before the ABN Bev. Even like because right after they people still did it, but like it was like super hard to no, get. People like, still anything. Do it. Like I remember when I brought on a bottle of prop to the show. It was trash. And I had to like. I had to trade like three bottles of like second, like a bottle of Huda Poo, like a couple of other things to get it. And it was at the time probably was retailing, not retailing, but like secondary market, 200 something dollars. Yep. And we all tried it and we were all, everybody was pretty much, that was good, but that wasn't like earth shattering. Yep. But, it, but we were all like, holy shit, we got to try prop. That was like a big deal. Now, like they make so much of it. Like it's every not, store, it's not special I go, anymore. every store that I go to in California will have like, Rows and rows and rows of just every variant of Bourbon County and brand it's still stout from and two years, years ago. Yeah, and it's and it's and everybody just every beer like website forum Facebook group just goes nuts every year they release it. And I'm still like, where are you people living where you can't walk into a store and just buy yeah. a four year vertical off the shelf of yep. whatever variant you want? And then and they're still charging like twenty something dollars for Dude. like. A 500 milliliter bottle. It's just, it's mind boggling to yeah. me. Mark, I, I don't even know if you remember this, but I will never forget. There was one night you were having some people over. You were at your old apartment. Is this the shirtless story? Yeah, pretty oh, much. Nice. And you sent Which me the, one? You, you sent me the text and was like, bro, I've got some BCBS. And I'm like, what? And you're like, yeah, I Come just got over. it. Come over. And I'm like, 
What the fucking fuck? Where that was really just this? a way for me to get Josh to come over to my place. There yeah. was no, there was no BCBS. <laughs> but that was the first time I'd ever had that beer, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can see now why people fucking gush over this thing." And it this is was, good. It was like mind blowing. That has BCBS, it's always good. There's but, nothing. It's not a bad beer. It's just at this point, it's like going to the, it's like going to the store and buying literally any barrel aged stout you can buy off the shelf. It's everywhere, and yeah. people still go nuts. For I, it. I think some of it is the pomp and circumstance of the event. It is still oh, yeah, fun. The Black so, Friday. People event. still, yeah, people still camp yeah, outside of Best great, Buy. Great analogy. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you camping outside of Best Buy? Yeah. Like, you're literally These spending. These deals started last week yeah. online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you idiot. You're spending at least 10 hours sitting here, even if your time was only worth 10 bucks an hour. Like, like this is just such a waste. Anywho, I, I just, I feel like that's still, like, it, there's, there's always got to be that next high of, that the new beer, the new BCBS, the new like, oh, well, this year they're doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know, because apparently this, a lot of people. At, but, it, but like at this point, and, and again, this is the 2000 some odd beers that we've tasted on the show over the last eight years. Yeah. Like it's all Imperial Stout. Is it good? Is it bad? Okay, great. Can I go and buy it again? Probably not. So what? Yeah. That's why I mean, like Whales for Wishes is fun. I'll go and I get to try stuff. But at no point am I like, oh, yeah, I need to remember that one so I can get it. No. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't get it. Because everybody's bringing out their stuff that was a one-time thing. And half the time, you can't even get those again if you wanted to. Well, like, <laughs> half the stuff that I have been saving for the last yep. three years in there, once I whip it out at, at next year's Whales for Wishes, I mean, like, yeah. I've got that Boulevard, whatever, 17th anniversary yep. or yep. year that I know you can't find anymore. Yep. Well, it's like three years old at this point. Hell, I, I opened a bottle of uh, vanilla Comfort and Darkness um, a couple weeks ago with a, a group Ooh. of like eight or ten dudes. And guys that had no interest in a dark beer lost their minds. And they're like, I didn't realize that dark beer could be like this. This is fantastic. Where can I go buy this? And I'm like, well, you, you Well, can't. you can wait like another couple months and they'll do it. But Yeah, assuming they put out, yeah, they do an annual batch of it. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the way. I'm okay with that. That's a good damn beer. Cool. We ready for break? Uh, sure. All right. We'll be back in thirty. For buy no buy, do Mark. We have to, do we you have remember how that I works? Remember how we have to works. talk about this crappy beer that Mark brought. Oh, I know, man. right? I brought a bunch of really crappy beer. Duck. No, buy no buy. Uh, we decide if the beer that we tried is worth our hard-earned money, and we would buy it again. Is or it fungible or non-fungible? It is. It is pseudo funged nondable. <laughs> is, that, is that good? <laughs> Actually, beer is very unfungible because you know you, once you drink it, it's right. gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just making it all up. Um, so yeah, would you like we go through the beers? Would you buy it again? Would you not buy it again? And uh, it's the superior rating method. For us? Sure, why not? Jeff, what's the uh, first beer up that you're pouring into my fancy tasting glass? Fancy tasting glass. Uh, pictures of that coming up on the website later on. Cra- uh, Crapbeercast.com. We're still there. We're still using the same on the web. The same. Oh, you guys the back on Web 2.0? WordPress the that you lame, made like 20 years ago. Web 2.0? You're not on Web 3 yet? No, we're not Web 3 yet, bro. Boo. 
It's a non-fungible tasting glass. There you go. That's right. Um, so this first piece of trash beer that Mark brought is from the Lost Abbey. It's called Duck Duck Goose. Goose. That's right. Yeah, so... Uh, Lost Abbey is down in San Marcos. Uh, if you're really into sours or you kind of like one of those like more like kind of OG beer nerd people, you've probably heard of this. It's the number one rated, I believe it's the number one rated goose on Beer Advocate in the world. Um, it's released every three years. It's been released every three years since 2009 by the Lost Abbey. It's super limited quantity, like I think a few thousand bottles or something. They do like an online lottery. You get to buy it. Um, and like I said, only every three years. So this is the 2022 release. And it's effectively a blend of old and new barrel-aged sour. Which is pretty typical is for ama- that style, right? Yeah, and it's like, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a goose. It's blended, three-year blended. Um, and so it's, honestly, it's it's one of those beers. Um, I think we've talked about this before, about like Belgian quads, how the better a Belgian quad is, the more well everything blends. Like you can't pick out right. individual flavors as well. This is very similar. So you'll get like, Really, like a lot of like effervescency uh, notes to the nose. It's very clear. It's crisp. It's clean, but it's got a like, good level of tartness and sour. But mm-hmm. it's not like puckering. It's yep. an all around just like fantastic beer. But if you'd never had, like, I find like people who like sours. Like I've opened this to it for a few people. They love it. Um, but if you're really into gooses, like I think you would really or American wild ales, you'll really appreciate this beer because it's just. Crazy well balanced. Yeah. So that sounds like it's a buy for Mark. Jeff. Absolutely. Buy. Yeah. Mark doesn't like it. Um, yeah. Same for me. I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of this uh, absolutely delicious balanced. Um, it's just it's just great. It it's one of those rare beers that you take a sip of and it's crisp and it's clean and it's tart and it's got all this stuff going on and you immediately want more. Um, and not just like I'm thirsty. I want to drink something. Like it's just like that was really good. I want to taste it again. I want to taste it again. You know, like it's our percent like too. You're not like yeah, some crazy boozy beer. Our yeah. measure on a show typically, you know, like when we have like a crowler and the crowler is the first thing to go empty. Like that's usually a sign. Um, this was the first one to go empty. Seven seven fifty mil. Yeah, and that's only because we opened it first. Because I mean, no, we opened. The last oh. one first. Oh, well, it's also like, right. it's also very like easy drinking. Oh, for like, sure. You drink it, you're just kind of like, oh, I want more. I guess mm-hmm. you're not having like a boozier stout or that's heavier. It's. I mean, even somebody better. who maybe doesn't care for sours, I think this is fairly accessible. But yeah, it's a it's a big buy for me. Well, how is like a spontaneously fermented beer this clean? For sure. Like this is this is elegant. This needs to be like in the encyclopedia for. American wild ales like this. This truly is how it's done. Um, it's fantastic. Aged in red wine barrels. Like there's, I, I don't have anything bad to say about. It. I can't even be sarcastic about it. This right. is just, this is phenomenal. This is delicious. Josh, what do you think? So here's here's where it gets fun, right? Because Jeff, what am I? Uh, you're a sour hater, an absolute sour hater. Ooh, but like this hater. isn't like I, I don't even like goes most of the time, right? Often, like, correct. This is amazing. Like, I am floored with how clean this isn't, you know, my, my, I'm not puckering. I, it's perfect. Yeah. It's also I'm like not floored, which is another thing. I think a lot of people that drink a lot of sours now, they're drinking a lot of slushy sours. Right. Like, that's your thing. If that's your thing, that's your thing. That's fine. But like, a kettle sour is not like a, a wild ale. It's not a, it's not a, a barrel aged sour. It's not a lambic. Um, it's not even like those fruit. It's 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 a it's like a traditional more. So it's like 
you're not like oh raspberry and it's yeah. like heavy yeah. right it's a yeah it's traditional well like i mean I know you were still on the show when we had the Upland Fart Beer, so I mean, <laughs> we no, 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 that, that, that was uh, New Glarus. Oh, the, was that New Glarus? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they, they do a lot of like very, they do like the strawberry rhubarb, the sour lambics, which are very good, but they're well, very different. Sure. But they're, it's, they're yeah. fruited lambics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is this is perfect. Like I, I am shocked that I enjoyed this this much. This is absolute buy. Yeah. Jeff, next rep. So, so then Mark brings out this other bottle that looks like the same thing. The label's a little bit different. The mother, mother of all ducks. But apparently this is their 2022 anniversary blend that is a, a blend of the 2022, the 2019, and the 2016 Duck Duck Goose. So this yeah. is essentially a nine-year it's, it's nine. It's like a nine-year cuvee. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. Like one does. They, yeah. They only re- they release it every three years, and then this year they released a three-year blend of those bottles, but because every they only release every three years, it's like a nine-year blend. We look uh, forward to having you back in three years when you bring the twelve year. <laughs> no, it's um, but like the, I think Jeff, I'll let you, I mean, it's a buy for me. Oh yeah. clearly, yeah. um, it's it's one of the I, I opened this before the show, like back in in Tahoe, I opened up uh, each of them, I did them like side by side with like a clean palette and just kind of tried it. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. Sure, They're extremely similar. I I think that like the 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 blend is clearly like it's a bit more mellow it's a little bit less sharp um but it's still effectively the same it's the same beer like a little bit more mellow it's really good i think it's i think it's like a little bit better than the 2022 but i don't think it's it's not like you're you're not going from like a rated 90 to a rated 100 you're going from like a 99 to like a 101 or something right you know what i mean to to me this this drinks the, the difference between these two beers is like when you're at you know, Target or Best Buy or something, and you're looking at TVs, and you look at them side by side, and you're like, I think I like that one better. But regardless of which one you take home, it's still a great picture in awesome. like whatever it got. Yeah. Um, at, at at no point, like I don't feel like I could pick one over the other. Yeah. You know, I the the mental part of my head would probably pick the fancier one because it's the fancier one. But honestly, I I kind of liked the non the regular one mm. a little bit better just because it was a little more punchy. I, yeah. But again, like I don't think I could, I don't, if you put them, if you put them actually side by side, I can taste a difference and I know I like one better. If you made me, if you blind taste tested me, like there's no three way, hours there's apart, no way I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between there's the no two way. of them. I don't think. No, yeah. absolutely not. So Jeff, that's about, but, Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Again, like if you're ever anywhere, anywhere and you see this, pick it up, buy it. Well, it Wells. I mean, they're like, a nose hair apart in terms of difference. Yeah, there's a little bit of variation between, but but still, it you're really you. It's an excellent beer versus an excellent beer that's a little <laughs> bit more calm. So, um, can't go wrong with either one. But man, there's just something about having like knowing in my head this is a nine year cuvee. Holy shit! Yeah, like when am I going to have this again? Sunday. Oh, you're not going. <laughs> I mean, here I was like, Omega you come Point, to Wells for Wishes, you could try this beer. You know, more. like Omega Point's a seven-year cuvee, and I thought that was really impressive. Nine, damn. Yeah. The Omega Point, the barley wine you mean from Old Hickory? Old Hickory. Uh, we are going to be giving away a bottle of that at Wells for Which Wishes. Which one? The original? Literally the original. 2015, 2014. Nice. Yeah. I've got one of those in my fridge still. Yeah. That beer nice. was, uh, you oh, shared that beer with me for the first time at my place, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. Yep. Yeah. Did he keep his shirt on? 
No. I know. Okay. Whatever. My shirt's not even on right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. Put your damn shirt on, Mark. I We're just hoping on, he, Yeah, so long as he keeps his pants on, we'll be all right. Yeah, that's true. There's always show two. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a bye. Josh, okay. your thoughts? Uh, so, I actually kind of agree with what Mark said of this is, and Jeff even said, it's a little less punchy, mm-hmm. a little more subtle, and I like it even better than the other one. Which would make sense for you. Yes. Yeah. Because it doesn't, I mean, and granted, the first one didn't have that like mouth sucker. Yeah. Yeah. But it's this, not this, the, what's it, the, there's a cloying. It's not cloying. No. Yeah. At all. And like that is a thing that a lot of people complain about certain sours. They're like, oh, it's too much. It's like making me go, yeah. Like, like, this yep. doesn't do that. Yeah. This one is, is even better, even smoother. Absolute buy. Jeff, next beer up. Um, next beer up on Mark's trash beer tour list Russian River Supplication. If you've never had this, it is a, a wild ale that's aged in Pinot Noir barrels with cherries for nine to fifteen months. Um, yeah, I mean, it's freaking supplication. There are two schools of people on, on this: the, those that have had it and know what supplication mm-hmm. is, and then everybody else. Um, it's just, it's just a great, great, long-standing barrel-aged beer. Yep. Yeah, I, I, it's um for those who don't know, like Russian River releases what they call the shun beers, um and what like there's a bunch of bars they'll call like they'll do like, like uh, Tornado and SF to shun day because it's consecration, supplication, like whatever yeah. defenestration, and uh, supplication and then consecration are the two that everybody like, kind of knows about, Wait. and they're just like staples at Russian River. Like when they talk about world class barrel aged sours, like these are beers that people talk about all the time. Um, this is absolutely a buy for me in the same way that I find myself buying plenty a lot. Um, I don't buy these as often just because they're a bit pricey. They're like $15 or $16 per, uh, the 500 mil is that, that might be 500. It might be 375 mil or something. Oh yeah. You're probably right. I think it's like 375. Keep talking. Just talk about something else. 375. Yeah. 375 mil. But they're If you like, if you like barrel aid sours, this is again, like one of the highest rated on like beer advocate, same thing with consecration. Um, it's absolutely a buy for me. Uh, one of my favorite beers that they do. And it also ages impeccably well. Um, you can buy a, a case of this and stick it in your cellar and just let it and just bring out a beer every year. And it's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. Are they still cork and caging those? Or yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You didn't see me. I was pulling all those off. I got a big stack of uh... a lot of corks, actually. Oh, yeah, you do. Ow. Jackass. <laughs> got him right in the face. Wells. Right in the face. Um, I I get all tingly every single time I see any of the Russian River uh, shun beers. Um, in fact, we're having one today that I've that I've never had before. We'll talk about that in a minute. But when I saw on the list, like, oh, consecration, you know, is coming. I I get all excited. There's just something about this clean design. Like these these labels have never changed. Right. Um, well, at least I've never, I've only known this one design. And I get all excited for them for a reason, because this huh. is just such an incredibly well-made, um, fruited wine barrel-aged sour, but it's not like fruit-forward. Right. It's, it's oh. you, you get it from the barrels. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's, you, you, it's, you, it's hard to overstate how well-balanced like these beers are. And, but you're, it's funny that you mentioned that. So you mentioned like when you see them, the labels are so unbelievably distinct that like you'll, it's like when you see Planet of the Elder from like a mile away, you're yeah. like, I know, you know what, what it that is. is. And you see like 
you see this artwork and you're all like, oh, and I know, yeah, I know, exactly. what, and yep. no matter what is, it's like the shut up and take my money thing. It's like I'll try yep. every new beer that they put out. I'm always down to try. Yeah. So well, is that a buy? It's fun. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. But Josh, where do you stand? Yeah, I'm actually wondering what you think on this one. So we've had these, and it's been a long time since yep. we've done yep. these on the show. Yep. Um, these are still not my favorites. I can see that. Like them going back, back to back. This this one and the next one we're gonna have up. They they blend together a lot to me, and they're just yep. Not you're not, not wrong. I no. can see why you wouldn't like these compared to what you liked about the Duck Duck Goose. Yeah. yeah that makes yeah. sense. And it just, I, apparently that opinion has not changed it for me, so I am going to know by this. That's okay. You can have your opinion. You can be wrong. Yeah, I know. Definitely. <laughs> so, so interestingly, though, that, that supplication was a year old. Uh, this next one up. Was is, it really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's oh, wow. it's got 21. a bottle on date of 21. Wow. April and so this bottle of Consecration, which I have in my hand, um, again, another wild ale, which I'm assuming these are all the same base and they just do different stuff with it. Uh, this one is aged in cab, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon barrels with black currants for uh, eight to 12 months. Uh, this one, November of 2020. I think what I probably did, these might have been from my cellar then. I'm not complaining. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm. I'm if I buy them from I'm the I'm sorry store, I brought old beer, you guys. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Like, I remember all, how the show goes. It's, it's interesting because like that will that will actually change the flavor of them. Like they they like so Josh, you're mentioning they taste like similar. Yeah. They shouldn't taste as similar, but we're having a year old supplication and like a two year old consecration, which means yep. that like they're gonna a lot they of, are gonna start to mellow in the same way. So yeah, yeah a lot of the root gets bit, chewed but, but you up. are yeah, but you're right that they're the the general gist of the flavor is still there. Yeah. Jeff, yeah, for, for me, for me, the consecration, um, I, I actually preferred supplication to this, uh, and maybe it's because it's two years old. A lot of that black currant flavor is kind of waning out. Um, it's it's very dry and acerbic. I don't hate it. I, I would absolutely buy this. I like. There's no reason to not buy this beer again if you're somewhere and you see this, especially if you've never had it. Pick it up. Yeah. You need like these are beers that need to go on your bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's also a buy for me, but I agree with Jeff. I actually prefer supplication. Um, I'll spend. I bought this where I brought this one because, like, I want to trial them. But like my book, like supplication is the one that I usually gravitate towards. Um, but yeah, also a buy buy for me. Well, I'm also on the I prefer supplication to consecration train. Um, consecration, it it's more full flavored. And a, a bit punchier, even though, you know, six months between, you know, these two bottlings, this one's, I mean, Consecration's still got a lot of get up and go to it. It's definitely, it's a little bit harder, a little bit more acidic. Um, I, but do I hate it? Absolutely not. Like, this is still just so freaking good. Yep. Um, I get a little bit, you know, I get a little bit more excited from the blue versus the the, the brown uh, labels, but I, look at this point, I just know it's going to be a Russian River sour, and I'm here for them. So, Josh, can't wait to hear what you think about this. This is absolute heartburn city. Woo! Yeah, I, I can see again. Like I can see why this is not your yeah. your thing. And, and like I said, I've I've had these countless times. Like I've had them at Wales for Wishes a lot. We've done them on the show before. I was curious just to see if my yeah. Palettes have changed because our palettes do change over time. 
these are still just not in my wheelhouse. And sometimes it's the palate, and then sometimes it's like, I think for you with these beers, you know how the rest of your body is going to react to this after it's had a chance to settle. Yes. And And thank you for the heads up, because I did do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, I I texted. So so old man beer cast here for a second. I texted Josh. I'm like, hey, uh, Mark's bringing a shit ton of Wild Ales. If you're a Prilosec or uh, whatever kind of uh, acid reflux medicine you take, I would uh, Might make sure to double up. take it or maybe double up beforehand because this is, I think this show is going to hurt you. Yeah, yeah, because I can already feel it already. Uh, love getting old. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, final beer up. Oh, no, next beer. Nope. My bad. Hold Almost. up. Whoa, whoa, Second whoa. last. Second. Hold up. Well, it's well. the next beer on the episode. Uh, another from December of 2020. So Mark Seller beer. This is Propitiation from Russian River. Another wild ale. Or actually, I think it's not a wild ale. Um, this is a porter. Sour, a pseudo sour porter. Yeah. Uh, barrel aged for 12 to 15 months in petite Shiraz barrels. Um, no buy. For whatever reason, this is the second kind of like soured porter we've had in 2022 mm-hmm. and this is just is not a style that i care for um this runs laps around the other one that oh, yeah, one oh, was for sure for sure it's not a bad beer i just don't care for it so it's a no buy for me yeah it's so interesting because i it's i've bought this a few times it's a no buy for me like i love that i got to try it and i've had it a few times but i've learned that i am just not the biggest fan of sour porters just in general um if I were to have to drink a sour porter for the rest of my life, it would probably be this one. And it is exactly what it says. It sure. is a really well done porter that's slightly sour. Yeah. And you definitely get some of the like that petite Syrah barrel. It is a little bit fruity. It's really, really, really well done. If you like porters, if you like sour porters for sure, if you like porters, this beer is absolutely worth going out and trying. It just for me, having had it, this is like the second or third bottle I've bought and share with people. It's just not my favorite thing in the world, um, but it's uh, it's it's still a good beer. It's just not something I'd get again. Well, it's my least favorite Asian. Like this is the the is the that first, Asian is that Asian hate I'm hearing? This is the first uh, this is the first Shun beer from uh, Russian River that I'm gonna have to know by. It's I'm I'm thankful that you brought this in. I appreciate the the taste. Appreciation. Appreciation for for this. Um, I think it's well made for what it is. I just don't like the what it is. Yeah. You can make the best version of a specific beer, but if it's not a style that you particularly enjoy, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It's the best version of a beer I hate. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Josh thinks, though. But this is my favorite sour porter. Mm, Not close. Yeah, I didn't hate this one. Not enough to buy it, of course, but... Uh, I figured you like this one better than yeah. the other one. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, 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 given the choice of these three Russian rivers, if you know, again, I was like, gun to my head, I had to drink one the rest of my life. It would be this one. Yeah. I, oh. I thought that would be the case. All, all day, every day. But yeah, still not not good enough. I, I don't believe this is their session sour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up. Um, Mark's coming back for eighths. And this one, but you've also been giving me like like half ounce. Well, and I'm trying like like a cheapskate. I know. Baby, poor. I'm Uber. He did Uber. Come on, Fonda Flora put out a beer called 
equinox and then parentheses vernal, mm-hmm. the vernal equinox. Um, and, and so this is a still imperial stout aged in a single privately selected wild turkey barrel named Pastry Chef. Privately selected, not publicly selected. Yeah, somebody not not selected by consensus. I mean, somebody they, got the NFT for picking out a beer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> We're actually just drinking this virtually. We're not really drinking yep. it. Right. Yeah, you, you've got a. It's on the blockchain. You can check it out later. Here's the thing. Um, it is on purpose a still stout. There is no carbonation to it, which is at first a little weird, but. The base beer in this is fantastic. It is a fantastic Imperial Stout that's not trying to be bigger than its britches. It's not trying to bring in all these extra adjuncts. It's just a very, very good Imperial Stout that is zero carbonation and barrel aged. The clear glass bottle kind of throws me a little bit. I literally, I literally didn't know. So when it was, I didn't see the label. Yeah, I thought you guys said. Like, oh, I did that on like purpose. Empty no, no, bottle. Was, no, no, that was, was like, like filled with like cola or something. I'm like, oh, I guess are we mixing our glasses with like like diet coke now? Like, yeah, it's kind of like weird. It, and then I, and then you turned around and it was like a beer. I'm like, oh, it's like a beer that we're gonna drink. And this is a cuvee of our leftovers from the last oh, recording. Nice. We call it nice. the suicide. The kraken. Yeah. Nice. But um, oh, this is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you know, like. I was saying it off mic. I'm, I'm glad I'm getting to the headspace where I can see Final Floor doing this and it has purpose as opposed to a lot of times I would see them doing something like this and say, oh, it's a gimmick. It's just them trying to, you know, be sticky. You know, like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm twisting up my mustache with wax. You know, like, all right, whatever. It's a bit. I don't care. But Well, I, 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 I'm starting to think it might be time to take him over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's on the list. It's on yeah. the list. It's number three on the list. And then you can get boxcar Betty's or Papa oh, Queso. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, I, 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 look, we've been there. Have done that. Boxcar Betty's damn good. Uh, yeah. The Burger Place. Uh, Harriet's. Harriet's. Oh yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. Yeah. No, I mean, like I, I, we get in San Francisco like a little bit of fauna flora. Mm-hmm. Um, in but it's like the very, really. Yeah, it was weird. It happened like in 2018. We started to get some. I think it's the distributor they use. We also started getting some resident culture. Say what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you guys this. No. Res- Resident no, Culture is also in I did. Denver. I texted you at some point. Oh, in the past yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You probably. But, like, it's, we get, like, some. It's, it's a distributor they use, but, like, we don't, I don't get to have a lot of, like, the specialty releases from Fontaflora. I always really like them. Um, I'll tell you, like, a couple of things. First of all, this beer is a buy for me. Um, okay. A couple of things about it. So, still stouts. Um, I've had a couple in the past, and they're, it's actually a style that I'm, 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 I like. Um, uh, I've had the beer uh, from the brewery, still Black Tuesday. They do their Black Tuesday, but still, <laughs> and it's like, and it's pretty. Good. I know. Is that is that uh, one here? Did no. I miss that one? Um, you didn't bring it's, that. It's one? good. Is it gonna be there Sunday? Oh, uh, we're gonna have actually, it. No. Whales. We're gonna have it. Whales. Okay, for sure. Wishes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> suck it. Literally every beer in the world is gonna be there except for the beer that they want. I mean, like we joke about it, but like somebody will come up and be like, "Oh yeah, I've got no, this." Probably, uh, seriously, there, there'll be somebody. There it is like it, I remember like getting the bottle and like trying it, and so. The, this, the, the style of a still stout, I, I actually do enjoy. The only thing is, and this is not like a knock on, on you guys, I found that if I'm not, if I don't have carbonation in a beer, I need it to be served a little bit colder than typical, right? So like if, you're, if you took a beer and it was like slightly above room temperature and it's carbonated and it's a stout, I can do it. For the still beers, it has to be okay. colder for me. But, but here's the thing. 
you cannot put that on us. We were here on time. Oh, I know. I was 10 minutes late. Boom! Uh, when we were all sampling it, waiting but, for you, but it was still, quite cold. It's still a great beer. And um, the, the second point that I'll make, so great job. Uh, hats off, Fonta Flora. Great job. Um, the other thing is it's got just enough sweetness that you guys have been like drinking beer long enough to remember when this is this would be what people would consider like, Oh, a little bit sweet. Uh-huh. Like, oh man, like that's like a sweet stuff. This is like a pastry and, stuff. And now, and now, like this is <coughs> like five times less sweet than the av- average pastry stout, which we're gonna have a pastry stout on the next show that I want you guys to try. But it's like this. I was like, oh, this is this is like at the upper level of the sweetness I can handle. But it's just it's perfect. It's just, I, I can't have too much, but like eight ten ounces, perfect. But yeah, great beer. I don't know who brought it, but that was great. The weird weird glass bottle. On the floor, I know you're trying to be weird and whatever. Don't fucking put beer in a clear bottle. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> don't do that. You're, you're. I know you're a hipster brewery, but please don't fucking put <laughs> shit in a clear bottle. Yeah, dumb. it literally does not make any sense. Wells, man, I've been looking forward to having this beer on the show for quite a minute. Um, I didn't know what the heck I was getting into. I'm. Uh, as of this year, a member of the Appalachian Barrel Age Society that Fauna Flora does. Fun. So this is how I think, like. Fewer than a hundred bottles of this were made. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's like pretty fewer than a hundred. Yeah, it's, oh, it's pretty. Thank you, I mean, Mr. Wells, for sharing this. With Maybe you know, whatever. Maybe it was fewer than two hundred. Point is, it, it ain't. You mean ten thousand? This is not off. This is not off the shelf. Um, holy cow! I didn't know what the heck a sweet stout was going to be like, or not a sweet stout, a still stout. We had had a still barley wine on Four, here. Fourteen percent, by the way. Yes. Um. This is sweet without being too sweet. This is a barrel showcase. But this is also like we had an amazing base beer that we don't want to crowd or overshadow with anything yeah. else. We want we don't even want carbonation to get in the way. We want this to be I mean, I liken this to the incredible stout that you just get drunk enough to open the night before at a bottle share and then forget to drink it in the next part and you're like Ah, crap. I should see if it's still good. Did you forget to drink it, or were you passed out on the bathroom floor asking for friends? Both. I don't know, man. I don't know who you're talking about. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, But but I was here for it. I've never done that. I don't remember. You you (laughs) have done that. that. No. (laughs) Yes, you have. No. Do you know how hard it is to drag you out of a damn bathroom? Yeah. I've been told. It's (laughs) fucking impossible. I have an idea. (laughs) Um... That said, this his is, kids are still scarred from that event. By the way, I've had some really tasty Fonta Flora Imperial Stouts in recent years, but but this one kind of outshines them. This is this is truly special. This, this will be one that I remember. Yes, right. And like I, I feel like you know I watch enough like cooking reality shows that you know you watch these people, these chefs, kind of get in their own way and put too much out there, and then like somebody comes along and they're like, I just made like a gumbo. I made a and chocolate it just, cake and it's and it good. It absolutely <laughs> kicks everybody's ass. And like you love that. And like this is just one of those that I'm I'm super I don't want to say proud because like I don't feel like I've earned that with Fauna Flora yet. But I right. mean like I just like like this one, this has really got me on their wagon. Nice. It's awesome. Josh. So Josh, you are you uh no buying this one, right? Yeah, totally. No, so Mark, I actually have to argue with you that this tastes better warmed up because we did have it cold. And I feel like it's actually how cold grown lakes. Because how so? 
to be clear, when I say we, cold, I mean like, we like pulled this it out is of the closer keyser. to like, like we literally pulled it out. Of the keyser, I, yeah. I can't remember what they recommend the temperature. It's like fifty something degrees to age that, and then it's like like which is six, what that has always been set at, and that's but been, then then maybe I just a little bit colder from I don't know, just no, fair enough. I'm just, I'm just saying I feel I feel like it's actually grown legs as it got warmer. Yeah, yeah. like I feel like when. Jeff it's like with most it. stouts. Like I just, yeah. I feel like it, it opens, opens up, up a little it more. Yeah, it just, opens up yeah. quite a bit, and I am fucking floored at how good this is. Like, there's no adjuncts in this. No, nope. that's the amazing part is no adjuncts, no carbonation. That's like, how you know it's a, also a great stout. When yeah. Like, oh, we didn't add 15 pounds of lactose and 45 pounds of chocolate to it. Yeah. And yeah. Lucky it's Charms, just like, toasted coconut, yeah. and Oreos, and Reese's Pieces. It's, and wasabi. It's just amazing to me that you could do this with a a stout with no fucking carbonation in it. Oh, so good. It, it's it's yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, it's absolutely mind blowing. Mark, it's time for I tap that. How Ooh. does that work? I tap that. What is the one beer that you would choose to have on your own personal kegerator? Um, Man. That's a for me. It's really between the Fauna Flora, um, whatever it's called, uh, which is saying something. Equinox, Vernal. Equinox, sorry, the Vernal Equinox. That's yeah, right there on the TV. Versus the um, but one of the, one of the two Duck Duck Gooses. I would probably just like pick the 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 Cuvée Duck Duck Goose, like Mother of All Ducks, just because it's like the big swing dick thing. Um, it's between those two. I would probably say the Duck Duck Goose only because it's seven percent. It's a little bit more easy drinking, and I could drink like more of it in a sitting, whereas. This is going to be something that I would have to like. It's a little bit for you know fourteen percent, and it'd be a lot, but right. really, really close between the two. I'd have to go with the the mother of all ducks for me. Cool, Jeff. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the first one actually. Um, I, I appreciate, and, and believe me, Mark, I appreciate what you probably had to go through and the luck just to get the special special. And I appreciate you bringing it. Thank you very much. This is a great lineup. Anything for you guys. All jokes aside. Um, but that regular duck duck goose uh, for me is is just that is the jam. Um, I I just I I like just that little extra punchiness in it makes it a vibrant brighter. a little yeah. vibrant for me. Well, well, like Mark, I'm between the not like Mark. What do you coded these weird? Now I want yeah, the I want the either the regular duck duck goose or the equinox. And I think I'm going to have to give it to Equinox. Just. It's that so damn I can go to your place and have yours and then have some. Just bear. Well, <laughs> it's that I'm, damn good. You did. It's right there. Yeah, it's right here. That's that's my last bottle. God damn. I know. Uh, but both of these were like truly special. For sure. Uh, it's always good to see you, Mark, but it's always great <laughs> to see the beer that you bring. <laughs> What's wrong with me? A lot of things. I How know. much time do you have? Anyway. Um, thank you so much for bringing that uh, all this in. Holy Josh, cow. what you buying? Which button? What you tapping? This is really tough because ain't it? That Equinox is something else, but so is that mother. I mean, that is a fantastic beer, and I, I'm saying that about sour, right? That's the amazing thing. Like, and not only a sour, a goza, which I goose. Did. It's a goose. It's different. Is it technically different? Yes. Okay. You're talking Goza is a German wheat beer that's soured versus a goose, which is a not- three-year blend of okay. sour beer. That's how much I know about sour beers, but I'm fucking tapping one. Educate yourself. Nice. <laughs> I don't know I shit very, about it, but I want it. Very special. That's right. I know. I like you should, man. 
Jeff, so, we're so are, show did we, you? We're, we're, I'm sorry. Did you go for the the special mother of all ducks? Yeah, mother, the, yeah, the, the mother. Cuvée, okay, the cuvee of the cuvee. All right, cool. Because I fixed, I fixed it. I fixed it. Well, because okay, right, you got the the coding right. We'll get all picture. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for coming in, Mark. You want to stick around for one more? I'll stick around for one Hell more. Hell yeah. Can do that. Yeah. Right Check us out on the interwebs. We're still at craftbeercast.com. Uh, you can still find all our old episodes there. Uh, it's been the same since Mark designed the logo back in 14 or 15 or whatever. Yeah. And every now and then we're like, we're like, we should, we should get a new logo and, and we'll like try around a couple of things. We're like, nah, I don't nah. like any of these. Nah. Then we give up it on it. It still looks good. It's still fine. It does the job. Um, hit us up on the Twitters at CBcast if you want to. Mark, where can they find you? What are you, um, what are you gonna, doing these days? I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug. Uh, Wills for wishes hard. Um, Wills, Wills for do. wishes. Yeah. So, Twitter at Wills for wishes. We're not on there as much, but um, at Wills for wishes on Instagram. Uh, at Wills for wishes on Facebook. Uh, go to wellsforwishes.com. Like I said, we're doing the uh, the bottle share this Sunday, May 15th, at the South End Resident Culture location. It's gonna be an absolute fucking blast. We brought. So much amazing fucking beer to share, and it's going to be a good time. 100% of the money goes to Make-A-Wish, so come on by. Um, we still got tickets left. Uh, it's, you know, you, you can get... We should. We actually set aside some for the door this year, because we know that the you know pandemic, some people might be doing stuff last minute, blah, blah, blah. But come on by. We'd love to see you there, and you get to you know hang out with me. I don't know if that's a pro or con, but... If you don't want to see me, I can it's just a, hide in the corner. It's a pro. Oh, nice. Okay, it's definitely cool. a pro. Yeah, you see and, me there. And you get to see Jeff. I, I, yeah. I don't know. That's a con. That's definitely a con. No. Well, talk about your glasses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do small batch glassware. It's a you know glassware company for for beer nerds. Um, I actually sent over Josh two sets of glasses, uh, like tasting glasses. There's one that's got like the different beer elements on it, like hops, water, barley, and, and a barrel, and then like our, our whale tasting glasses for all the whales, bro. Um, whales, yeah. bro. Check out uh, smallbatchglassware.com or again on Instagram at smallbatchglass and get some dope glassware for your dope beer. That's right. Wells. Oh, I mean, you can find me like sad that I won't be able to make this year's Whales for Wishes. I know. I'll be out of state. Otherwise, you can find me at all the wells on the Instagrams and Twitters. Josh, what about you? Don't forget to rate and review us on your pod catcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody you know about us and you've listened to us for eight years now. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. And uh, yeah, I'm bummed that I'm missing whales as well. But, you know, it's a once in a lifetime thing with the kiddo. Gotta go. Do it, man. And also, we'll be back next year. Yeah, so, exactly. Hell no yeah. worries. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, COVID. Yeah, fuck you, COVID. <laughs> All right, guys, we will talk to you next Thursday. I didn't know you also had the one of the openers. Oh, there's a bunch of more. Yeah, no, I've already taken mine. Oh, that's right. I had them put those in the. Yeah, they were in the box. Yeah. 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 Yeah